Welcome to another episode of Share Your Story with Chet. Who I'm going to be talking today is actually someone that I met in mainland China. He was one of my first business contacts at the hotel I used to work at, uh, Guido Greber over here. And I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit as well. But uh, it's something really interesting if you don't know about Guido is he was probably one of those people who was networking with every community that you could find in China. We used to work in a city called Tianjin and he was communicating and networking with the locals. This guy was networking with the business community and he was also just networking with other communities of people like myself who were just trying to go to different events and do different things. Uh, he also, along with some people, started the networking club in Tianjin, which was, I think, one of the first... Uh, networking uh, club of its style where we were just having different people from different companies come and just network simply have a drink network exchange cards exchange information and hopefully that should benefit you uh, i think it picked off so well that even after i think it was after the first one or two events it became a regular uh, event every month and people used to look forward to getting in there i think also there was massive business exchange just because of that simple event that was created and from where it started to where it went uh, it was probably one of the best things Tianjin had ever seen and the first of its kind as well so yeah he is also a lecturer a speaker just so many things and he's also a dj if you don't know about guido so a lot of things and we'll come to a few of these things as we go so I'm going to let Giro talk a little bit about himself first, and then I'm going to start asking you a few things. Uh, hopefully, you can inspire more people on the way. Take it away, Giro. Yeah, good morning, Chet. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Um, nice introduction of me. I haven't known that I have all did all these things, but it's good to hear again. <laughs> um, and it's so many years we had since we actually have really spoken to each other, so looking really forward to, to the podcast now. Thank you so much. And, mm. and just to correct one thing, I mean, I'm not a DJ. Yeah? I did teaching to, um, let's call it, just give something back to the people because we want to change uh, how people interact um, during it off work time. So mm. uh, actually, just because of the situation, I DJed, but I'm not a DJ. Absolutely. But I think it was just, uh, and this is a point I'm going to take up later, probably. Uh you know, but I think learning networking from you offline was a great experience for me. You know, we're living in this world today where everything is going online and we're trying to network online. This is 2007, 2008 I'm talking about when you didn't really have LinkedIn, wasn't so big. You didn't have online networking and you were doing so many different things, uh, which you were technically networking and creating such a vast network in all different fields. And it was amazing to see how you were able to actually connect all these different uh, fields together and use them for business. You were also helping other people connect to each other. And I think that's where your value came into Tianjin, where people were like, who do we know who can connect two different communities which have nothing to do with each other, but they could probably create something together. Who was that one person we could look for, you know, from the chambers to everything else. And that's why a lot of people used to reach out to you and I remember a lot of people asking me as well, hey, do you know Guido? 
and I used to say yes and they were like we're trying to do something like this uh, so that was pretty amazing so yeah I think uh, you're being very humble but yeah <laughs> definitely there was a lot out there that you did in those days yeah I mean it's many it's, it's helping people I mean it's helping it was actually helping with the local people connecting the dots um there are a lot of good people around the world with good ideas but somehow they need somebody to enable them or to connect or to guide to the right person that they can talk to to make because he, one person by himself he cannot make good stuff he needs other people around he needs to have a network he needs advisors he needs uh, mentors so yeah i mean i'm still doing this by now and i still love to do it so that's great kid all right so i am going to ask you a question now gido i want to actually know and i myself don't know this i've never asked you this what was your first job how did you start what did you start doing uh, for the first time it actually was uh, before i even start actually the real job was actually distributing a newspaper in the neighborhood in zurich when i was uh, 12 to 13 years old that was the first job once a week walking around to the city uh, or the area and and distributing newspapers this was my first job and the first money i got wow that's pretty amazing you know and i think as obviously being young travel 13 i remember i used to go and wash my neighbor's cars uh, just to go do things you know and it it all starts with you being young i guess in many ways but uh, nowadays obviously times have changed so a lot of people start out late but there's always a start to something right uh, did you ever imagine yourself uh sorry being I mean, where you are today i think even i mean i see the other vibes i think people start now younger they understand that they can do more things younger especially with social medias so everybody even 10 12 11 years old they want to be an entrepreneur they have great ideas and they have good know-how so they just want to do it and try it out so i think there's there's a movement in this direction more than uh, the people became older and for me it helped of course i mean i, I know it how 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 it is to work um from the beginning i mean distributing newspaper in young age it's uh, i made it for the money of course at that time <laughs> because for to to get to to pay off all of my hobbies and the, the cool stuff i want to have and my other friends uh, had maybe um and also i mean and later on i mean i did not do the normal uh, career i know i don't know if you know in, in switzerland we have a little bit different um, education way so we have to, more or less people going to an apprenticeship Okay. And I did also an apprenticeship for the for three years actually. Before then, actually, I studied afterwards, and then also did a master afterwards. So it's a little bit different, a little bit longer way. But I think from I think that's something in Switzerland is quite uh, unique with the education system. I think we do have a lot of uh, international hospitality schools as well in Switzerland, and you're right. Yeah. Like it's it's known for its education, uh, quality education rather than. uh i would say bulk education yeah also about carpenters you know or mechanics and so on the the quite famous or engineers wow i had no idea about that that's an interesting yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's risk marketing now <laughs> so so tell me a little bit about your journey kido like when you i guess you started doing newspapers uh delivering newspapers but today you're working for a very big company at a senior position but what was your journey like to getting to where you are today Ooh, difficult question actually it was step by step i mean 
I will start with the apprenticeship for German um, automotive brand in Switzerland, where I did my apprenticeship. I worked in the office. I worked in 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 the shop. I worked in the spare parts area. I even was selling cars and so on. And there was this guy actually said, "Hey, um, you know, um, this time we need an IT coordinate. You know, just Windows 95 came out, and nobody understood the world of computers. So um, I jumped in." I took it, and from there actually it went like I, uh, I moved to another company, which was for a global sourcing company, where I worked in the IT department, um, stayed there for a few years, and and then actually um, I also started advanced study, and that actually first time brought me to China because they they needed a guinea pig for an exchange <laughs> program designed with with a Chinese um, uh, with a Chinese university in Beijing. Right, and I said, "Why not? Let's just uh, sign, sign, go for it." So I, I quit my job. I went for six months. I enjoyed it. I really much liked the way. I mean, I used to travel and to work in Asia all over, but never in China. So I was six months able to study. At the age I was, I think I was twenty-four, so quite an old student. Um, but I really much enjoyed it, and. Yeah, then I actually went all the way. I moved back to Switzerland, took a short job, but then I moved back for a Chinese startup where I worked in Tianjin. I mean, for 400 bucks or something a month, which uh, uh, was quite an experience. I stayed for a year. Uh, I still very much in contact with people. This was very hard, very different on, about culture. And then I started my own, my own, and uh, I did this for over eight to nine years, quite successfully. Um, but then I decided, because of family and kids, uh, to go more back in the, in, the, in the corporate. There was an opportunity, and now back in corporate. Yeah, that's so. That's very briefly. We could speak for hours about that one if you want, but I don't <laughs> think I'll be, the audience has time for that one. Yeah, but that's a that's a pretty cool story as well, I guess, right? And it's always about where you are today and how the journey has got you there, and it's. Uh, even one of my earlier podcasts, I was talking to someone and it was all about, you know, people always sometimes think that you've achieved a certain position, uh, you know, it's easy, but the struggles is behind everything. And like you said, step by step, learning experience, meeting people or trying to build yourself up that there's a lot of hard work in the next step, but everything is achievable, uh, I would say, right? I think also a lot of it is it's actually some stupidity as well, because I mean, I'm not... I look maybe from the IT perspective, I'm maybe a head person, but I'm very a God's person. So I, I go where my God takes me on and I have a feeling and I'm, when I'm convinced, I just do it. And there's sometimes for most of the people I know, they don't understand it. I mean, I moved to China, nobody understood. <laughs> like I moved within two or three weeks. So that, that's, I need to do this now. Uh, when I switch position or do something else, a lot of people don't understand my, my thinking behind. But for me, it's the right thing and just do it. Mm. So probably going on to the fact of China, uh, I think it's, you know, tell me what is it? And this is very important, right? Because we're living in a world where we're remotely connecting to people, but we're also doing business with people from different countries. It's not, you're not really dealing with a lot of people from your own country. That's just how the world has become for many businesses, right? Uh, Many people online. So whether we take China or another country, but work in another country like China, uh, what should one know about dealing with a different culture than what you're used to? And it doesn't matter if it's China or other cultures. The culture makes such a difference. You know, what, how you perceive things is very different in every culture. 
So what do you think uh, is important when you're dealing with a different culture to your own? I mean, foremost important is that I actually accept the other culture. I don't think what I learned, what I experienced, it's the one and only right thing. I need, I need, I really need to understand. I need to listen to the other people. Right. The best thing, which I, my experience was learning the language. I mean, uh, learning Chinese was obviously the best thing to do because then you speak really and understand the culture. So, how many languages do you speak now? Four. Oh. But uh, my Chinese after a few years back in Switzerland goes really in itself. But right. <laughs> I'm still trying to keep on. <laughs> My Mandarin is pretty rusty as well now, so I try to speak randomly to people who I can. But yeah, it's uh, and you hear I, my 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 English, my Swiss accent comes back quite heavy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, excellent. It's it's really hard to keep up, and uh, yeah, it is. And uh, but to your point, you know, it's great. I think if you're able to learn the language, but it's hard for a lot of people. But yeah, I think accepting a different culture and understanding them is really, really uh, sort of important, you know, and to that, I can probably add one of the other questions that I was going to ask you uh, was going to be, what do you, how is reacting to situations and reacting to conversations important? Because, you know, uh, sometimes we're not able to understand what the other person is saying. We can't understand their perspective and we react harshly or we react in the wrong way. How important is it to sort of stop for a second, think how you react and also create the reaction that's not going to be negative. Uh, business is hard and dealing with other people is always hard, right? So do you think reacting in the right way, taking a step back is important in building better relationships and coming to solutions when you're communicating with people? I think most of the time it's, it's about, actually you need to stay calm, of course, and you need, I think very important, you, you need to you set expectations. I mean, you can be loud. If you're only silent, it doesn't make sense. You need to know what what's your expectation in it and what's the other. And if there's a situation, you have to react to the situation. I mean, don't run away. Don't walk away. Just solve it. Try to resolve it or clarify. If the other person want to hear and listen, of course. But I think the problem when you run away, you always have it in your back and in your head. But if you try to, to face the issue and I mean... When I did the apprenticeship, one of the guys where I worked actually told me once, if you do a mistake, just tell it. Just speak about it. it as, le- as long as you wait, as big it gets. And actually, that's true. I, I think you would agree, Chad, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's building that habit and being able to stand up and saying, no, I was wrong. How can I fix it? Uh, it's, it's also a lot about the mindset, right? Like, is your mindset to improve or is your mindset to you know, sort of reflect things off and say, no, I'm right. Uh, if, if you, I guess if you're really willing, if you really want to grow to the next level, you got to keep on saying, I want to learn from my mistake. Uh, I don't want to keep, everyone makes mistakes, right? But uh, yeah, react, reacting is very, very important for me as well, because I've seen it in my days and working other places and how some people would react and how I used to react as well before versus how I react now. Now I'm much more calm, I'm much more composed, and it helps me have conversations and make better deals, better conversations with people. Um, yeah. And you're still making mistakes. I mean, uh, I would say I do more mistakes than I do things right, but it's normal. With mistakes, it brings you, actually, I think mistakes brings you more further than actually when you do something right. Yeah. And it's, it's just part of being human, right? Nobody's perfect yeah. in their ways. Ooh. Absolutely. All right. So, 
now let's go back to a little bit about your networking and i think networking is so important you know uh, especially in this day and age but i want to talk about when you were networking in china and i want to put it in perspective for you right when i was uh, having conversations with you and seeing what you were doing like you were doing the networking club you were regardless like you say you were doing events djs you were trying to get the community together you know you used to organize people to go to different events at different places and you were always in the limelight i remember even when real madrid came down to uh fianjin and all we were all so involved in it some way or the other were you actually doing all this because you knew it's going to benefit you some way or the other or what what was your mindset at that time or what were you thinking doing so many different things because to be honest i don't know anybody else who was in so many different communities and doing the smallest things to helping people to doing big events like i didn't know that for the first 6 months what you were trying to do but you obviously had something in mind right what was it that you were trying to do actually no what <laughs> you try to go with the flow actually i feel it's the right thing to do first of all and i just actually i had fun to do it i mean uh, you know we went and we did the charity event uh, where we had one of our good friends uh, a priest in front of us and doing the charity with us i mean it was the highest return on charity in in the city i mean it's a 50 million people city oh? so it's like it's it's actually cool that um, be able to connect such people from different let's say a different how to say it, a different uh, um different kind of people let's call it like this uh, before and be chinese be it, uh, different race whatever it's like just to connect it into one purpose it was the same with the, with the with the dj events we did with the with the maybe with the huge parties we we arranged uh, where we but also with the networking club where we had around 200 executives every month i mean there was a quite impressive number and he said right people looked forward to this event but because they looked forward because it was not a marketing and sales event it was really about connecting the people and 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 let people connect and talk to each other it was more an informal um, introduction to everybody else exactly so and i i think that was the purpose all, all over and out of that yes i i had my companies uh, and i generated business out of that but that actually came with it uh, which just just tried to to be myself i mean things like the real madrid um, where you introduced me actually to one of your hotel guests and then i got this exclusive stuff which was amazing i mean nobody believed that the swiss guy um, with a chinese company is actually doing the real madrid uh, china tour and right. it's like hmm. but that, that's a good old time and um, and that's interesting also fashion week i mean nobody gives me a fashion week i'm absolutely right. not into fashion ask my wife that was surprising um, to me as well you know when you were doing it <laughs> we had a common friend who was with you at that time as well and I was obviously busy in my own things I couldn't come and do these things but it was more fashionable than we are yeah well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 yeah it it really sort of blows my mind how how you were doing a lot of these things because you know for me being working in food and beverage at that time and business development was one of my new roles but I didn't know that these things were possible by one person and I think a lot of us didn't know because working with the different chambers and uh you know businessmen there everyone was quite focused on the suit and tie in china and being very formal versus you were that one unique person who was like you know what i can wear a suit and tie today but at night i can do something else and i can still get the communities together and we had such common connections because of that 
uh, I think the networking club that you and a couple of other people sort of started, that massively benefited me for my business as well, because trying to get business for the hotel I was working at, having that uh, networking club start at the hotel I was working at, being that person there and driving a lot of business to our events. Um, that's why I could really relate to what you were doing because I was like, there is something here. It's not just people randomly talking to each other because I saw a lot of business uh, development for myself and opportunities that actually turned into real stories moving forward, you know. So, yeah, I think that was uh, pretty amazing how and you the and, the, and the best thing on that one, I still remember, you know, like people start chasing for these events and they thought, oh, we, we pay you a lot of money to have it. No, no, we didn't go for the money. We did yeah. go back. We had the coolest location, the best environment. And actually, so it looked really about the more about quality and quantity. That was yeah. like really funny because you said all the five-star hotels, global, chasing you for, hey, you want to have your event? No, right. we're sorry about that. That right. was a good feeling, actually. It is, man. And it was something so new to Tianjin because I think that's what people were waiting to start. I guess they, Tianjin has had networking events, but they've been very subtle and no soul in them at that point of time you know this was young and old entrepreneurs meeting local and expats all together so that community mixture i think that's what used to keep this thing different you know it wasn't about just people ceos it was anyone from the lowest level to the highest level uh, from different cultures mixing together and just having conversation having a drink yeah so i have to say like yeah it's amazing how you networked in china it was an eye opener for me as well um, yeah, it was uh, really good on you for doing that, Kido. It was, um, I think, a real inspiration to a lot of people. And I know a lot of people were trying to follow what you were doing after you left uh, Tianjin and you moved to Beijing. Uh, yeah, I think really, really good stuff that you did, Kido. Very, very uh, inspired by you at that point of time. Well, you know, the best thing is if the other people try afterwards to do the same because they see that as a potential. I think that's the best uh, thank you, yeah. uh, to be honest. Absolutely. So tell me something, what sort of advice would you give to upcoming entrepreneurs and leaders now living in this day and age? What is that one advice that you could give them? I see a lot of uh, wannabe entrepreneurs, you know, they have, they go to big conference with this uh, name tag on and try to be something and, and try to dress like uh, some other famous entrepreneurs. Just stay, stay yourself. I mean, nobody's it's judge you on how you look like and how you act like just be honest set the expectation be, be true to yourself because you're going to regret in, in 10 15 years if you're not honest by yourself and you do going to jump easier in, into traps just be yourself be set the expectations and uh, and of course i mean if one thing workers there's no do more because i mean you work harder and you're an entrepreneur you just need to build up something you need to have to own a lot of skills and you have to write people around you now you have to because you cannot do everything by yourself so you need to have to write people and you need to trust the people and at the end of the day you should not forget to enjoy life because it's funny i was working hard but the best thing normally came and i just had a, a few hours of relaxing and somehow the ice was broken and something came back so sometimes you have to relax that things can come back to be honest that will be my advice and hopefully, again, people listening to this podcast, uh, you can take something from Guido. Uh, it's it's really good to get people on who experience things and who've tried things and tested things. I started a little late in my life 
experimenting different avenues you know because i was always working for hospitality for a long time but since i've sort of transitioned there's the doors are open you know uh, i have so many different options because i work for myself now uh, which is the best part obviously <laughs> but yeah you there's so much to explore that you don't realize sometimes when you're just following one avenue so yeah uh, great advice now tell me something is what's your ultimate goal gito it's is it fame or is it giving back to the community and taking care of the people around you what what is what what's driving you to doing what you're doing today certainly my my family my my wife and my kids are driving me <laughs> sometimes <laughs> crazy sometimes forward no um certainly it's, it's not fame uh, yes i want have i said when i die i want have in the dumpster he just did it he lived his life and it's most important but for me it's really about uh, giving things forward i like it's paying forward more or less it's really enable other people as well to be successful yes yeah yeah it's so important to pay it forward i think uh, it's been a lot of the entrepreneurs i watch but also a lot of these entrepreneurs and senior leaders that i communicate with it's all about you know everyone says you got to take care of yourself but you got to take care of other people you got to give back the more you give the better it is for you as well you know uh, but if you go with a mind of me 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 it doesn't work if you go with what can i do for you your following will increase massively your impact will increase massively and that's i guess one of the goals for a lot of senior leadership that i've spoken to yeah but i think that if if you have if you go in in this mindset you're already wrong because it's like you need to forget about this one if you say okay i i do pay now more forward sometimes i get something because then you expect to get something and actually maybe there's nothing i had deals where in the two people i i saw nothing and the other people got very rich and you have to be over this it's like it's like you no know, it's okay i'm happy for the other guy he made it but for me i have my thing i'm happy with it and i know that i introduced them and that's my, that's my happiness about i made somebody it sounds a little bit religious somehow but it's it, you have to come in 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 this way if you think about over your i mean there's a really good book you know adam grant with give and take which i really highly recommend it's a good book about that story um but in general um just as said be yourself if if you are if you match you match if you take you take and if you give you give i mean it's 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 natural just try and t- t- don't try to be something else so thank Sorry. you uh, <laughs> no, it's good man look we're just trying to understand more from different people because i think it's really important understanding another perspective right everybody has their own perspective but if you're not willing to understand another person's perspective you'll never grow you have to be able to understand why they're saying something why they're doing what they're doing it doesn't mean it's right but to be able to understand have a look at it is so important uh, and everybody has different views right you have your own view i have my own view other people have their own view but at least i'm willing to understand what you're saying and where you're coming from that's the key in building relationships as well i guess and in today's world i think you can agree as well building relationships is far more important than just sort of connecting with people because you know people want to know who you are they're not yes you've got products and all to sell but ultimately if, if they know who you are uh what you do people do business with people right um, whether you're selling anything so i think it's so important and that's what i've been working on as well 
building those relationships, understanding other people. And it's helped me a lot because the kind of people I've connected with in the last uh, six months has massively increased my network, but also my own learning to see what other people are doing. So yeah, thank you so much. No, I agree to that one. I mean, look to my to my network, my friends I met in China, I mean, they're all over the world now. They moved, everybody moved forward, even the Chinese friend, everybody moves, everybody goes in new positions. So your network grows over time automatically. And, but it's always, a, it's really about, you have to maintain it as well. And unfortunately, I see a lot of, of uh, people just, I want to benefit from somebody. And it's also, it has to be as just, if you if you put benefit before actually you you want to help somebody, then it's not really it's, it's networking, but it won't be efficient networking for a long time. It's maybe short term. My view on that one. Very very true. Well, thank you so much, Gita, for coming on the podcast. I think uh, you've answered so many questions. You've definitely inspired a lot of people, hopefully, and getting your views and your experience and being in the real world. I really hope, again, people listening to this podcast are able to sort of get another side of Guido and also get inspired because there's a lot of learning from this gentleman here. And I think the key takeaway, if you really want to network and you want to know about China, find Guido. I'm sure he'll be there to help you out and give you advice as well because these are his two key strengths that I can tell you, networking and any information about China because he was so deep in it over there that uh, I think he's one of the perfect people that you can sort of connect with and ask. So thank you so much again, Giro, for coming on. Uh, and hopefully we'll have you again sometime in the future as well, my friend. Thank you, Chet. Thanks for having me again. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope I give you out and some more advice. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.